Welcome to Future of Journalism, a podcast from the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism at the University of Oxford. I'm Federica Cherubini, Director of Leadership Development at the Institute. This is a special series of our podcast, and it's dedicated to the Digital News Report 2023. Over six episodes, we're diving into the most comprehensive piece of research on news consumption worldwide. In this episode of the series, we're joined by co-author of the report, Craig Robertson. Craig has written a chapter on attitudes and understanding of media criticism. We will look at how people say they encounter criticism of the news media, who's saying it and where, critical differences between countries and how age plays a part, and how much the news media should be concerned about this. Craig, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. So one of the questions you look at in this chapter was asking news users how often they saw or heard people criticize the media in the country where they live. Can you break down what this question is getting at and what the overall findings are? Definitely. So uh, the first question we asked about news media criticism was really straightforward. It's basically what you said, how often, if at all, do you see or hear people criticizing journalists or the news media in your country? Um, we wanted the question to be deliberately broad, so it would capture all forms of perceived criticism. And I, and I say perceived for a good reason, because um, what one person may see as criticism of the news media may not necessarily be seen as criticism by somebody else. So, for instance, one person might criticize a news outlet for being too left-wing or too right-leaning. Um, so someone else might not see that as a problem, since some news outlets can take different political stances. At the end of the day, it means they balance each other out. Um, it was also framed broadly so we could include all forms of criticism, from the fair to the unfair. So again, here, what one person may see as fair criticism may be seen as unfair to someone else. So a news outlet might be criticized for bias or misrepresentation, and another person may not see bias or misrepresentation at all. So, but what we're interested in overall fundamentally is how often people say they saw criticism and, and of news and journalism of any kind. Um, and in terms of the broad findings across all the markets we cover, which is 46 different markets, Half of people, so that's 53%, say they very often or quite often see criticism of the news media. And only 38% of people say they don't see criticism very often or at all. Um, and what's interesting in our findings across all the markets is that this exposure to criticism is pretty even across demographics. So it's pretty even across men and women. It's pretty even across age groups. Our political partisans on the left and the right do say they see a bit more criticism than people in the center, but the differences aren't really that large. And was what you found broadly similar across all countries? Uh, so it's across countries that you actually start to see the differences. So some countries in a report um, report a lot more exposure to media criticism than others. So at the high end, we have countries like Peru, Greece, Argentina. In these countries, two-thirds of people say they're frequently exposed to news media criticism. Um, and it's interesting that the US and the UK are in the middle of the pack when it comes to, to exposure to criticism. So in the US, you've got polarized politics with media being criticized on all sides by Democrats, Republicans, and it's pretty similar in the UK with the polarization. So you'd think that the US and UK would be near the top in terms of reported exposure. Uh, but then saying that 
reported levels of exposure to criticism are still pretty high in the UK and US. Almost 60% of people in the US and around 50% of people in the UK say they see criticism frequently. Um, and at the, at the lower end, we have European countries like Germany, Switzerland, and Denmark, um, and Asian markets like Singapore and Japan. So only 22% of people in Japan say they see criticism frequently. And it's a third of people in the other countries I just mentioned. So that's in contrast to the two-thirds of people at the other end of the scale, um, high criticism markets like Greece and Peru. And what could explain regional differences? A key factor that I think influences findings is, is politics. Uh, criticism of the news media is, is so tied to politics. So in Peru, you have political turmoil going on. There's instability. There's polarization. So the National Association of Journalists in Peru uh, said 2022 was the worst year of this century for journalists in the country. So they say they recorded over 300 incidents involving journalists covering things like threats, harassment, verbal attacks, uh, political attacks. Things like this get worse at times of political turmoil when there's political anger. So the news media get caught up in the middle of that, obviously. There's more criticism of the news media and more exposure to criticism uh, when people get angry, when different sides are in opposition to each other. And, and it seems to be the same in Greece. So the government in Greece was very critical of Reporters Without Borders for downgrading the country in its press freedom rankings. So Greece has slipped down to about 107 out of 180 countries in the press freedom rankings. And then you have the prime minister in Greece calling the RSF report crap and calling out anti-government newspapers. And then on the other side, you have people being critical of the state media and, of course, critical of the Greek governments. So when people are angry, when different sides are in opposition again, you, you're going to see more news media criticism or exposure to it. So yeah, over, overall, when you have polarized politics, different sides being angry at each other and all the news media being caught up in the middle, that's when you tend to see higher levels of media criticism being reported by the public. Um, in some of the less polarized environments, say like Norway, you get less criticism being reported by the public. Uh, that's not to say that nobody in Norway sees uh, media criticism or nobody in Norway is mad at the media or that it's a utopia of some kind. It's just that there's less exposure to criticism being reported, and that's likely because it's less polarized and tumultuous compared to other countries. Where do people say it's coming from, this criticism of the news media? Uh, the main source, and this links to what I was just saying, is is politicians and political activists. So this is the most common source uh, of media criticism that people report seeing. Across all up 46 of our markets, 42% of people exposed to criticism say they've seen it from politicians. After that, you have everyday people at 40% and people you know, like friends and family, at 38%. And much lower down is criticism from journalists or other media, which is just at 27%. So the fact that politicians are the main source of media criticism, this isn't really that surprising to me as someone who studies news and politics. Politicians have always criticized the news media, and it's a big part of their playbook. So think of Donald Trump calling the media fake news, and people like Orban in, in Hungary or Erdogan in Turkey. They use criticism of the media as part of their uh, strategies to maintain and reinforce their power. Um, so it works for these politicians to be critical of the news media because their supporters will follow what they say and, and stop believing or paying attention to news outlets that do tough political journalism. 
that benefits them so so they keep doing it basically uh and in the end this means that politicians end up coming out as as a main source of media criticism uh but it's not just these types of leaders of course so donald trump's criticism of the media can be called pretty unfair and so, same for orban or erdogan uh, they like to attack journalists for reporting things that are bad about them but on the other side you can have criticism from politicians which is pretty fair so when Fox News was spreading conspiracy theories about the 2020 election being stolen, criticism from politicians and other people arguably seems pretty fair, and, and it's why they got taken to court by uh, Dominion Voting Systems. So should news media be concerned that its political figures who are cited as the most frequent source of media criticism rather than members of the public or influencers or other individuals that people cite? I guess it depends on what the criticism looks like and I guess how that directly manifests in the world. So it's important to point out that not all criticism is bad. So not all criticism is uncalled for either. So the news media are a pretty powerful institution. They criticize people all the time in their reporting. So it's often healthy that the media get some pushback. So being criticized comes with the territory, basically. If you're reporting negative things about a prime minister or a president, it's not surprising if you get a little bit of a pushback because that's just politics. Um, but where I think, but where I think there is cause for concern, it's it's when criticism from politicians is not just pushback. It's when that criticism is is vitriolic or vicious. It's when the criticism is targeted and when people are encouraged to act on it, basically. So there were times, obviously, when Donald Trump, for instance, encouraged his supporters to confront the news media. And when we know from years of research on elite cues and how people form opinions about politics and politicians, politicians are very important in that process, and they're very powerful uh, influencers, uh, sources of influence. So it was very evident in the way that Trump supporters responded to his criticism of the news media. They went off and they harassed journalists online and offline. And we've seen the th same thing happen in Brazil, Mexico, the Philippines. So angry criticism of the media can become a key part of the political playbook um, and it can become cause for concern. So it's when this criticism veers into violent rhetoric that we should be concerned, I think, because this criticism doesn't always just remain as a verbal thing. Sometimes the criticism leads to violence against journalists. Uh, demagogues obviously love to attack the press, and and sometimes the criticism is very deliberate and coordinated. I think we can point to uh, the Philippines as a good example of where that happens. So journalists are systematically targeted in the Philippines. They're called communists. They're called terrorists. And these journalists worry for their safety. Uh, journalists in the Philippines have been killed, um, and politicians and their allies have contributed this, to this kind of atmosphere. Um, and I guess it's a similar story in Mexico where AMLO constantly calls the news media fake. It's not a great thing in a country uh, which has such high numbers of journalists being killed as well. And are there any countries where politicians aren't the most frequently cited source of media criticism? So interestingly on that, it's the UK. So in the UK, uh, celebrities, comedians, social media personalities are actually the most frequently cited source of media criticism. So around half of people in the UK report being exposed to criticism coming from celebrities. And I think one prominent source of this criticism can be pointed to right now, someone who was in court this week at the time of recording, uh, Prince Harry. So you've got Prince Harry suing the Mirror newspaper group uh, for alleged phone hacking. 
uh, this is part of a long story at the UK press with the tabloid newspapers in particular being accused of phone hacking and in some cases being found to have done it, um, proven to have done it. Uh, Prince Harry wasn't in court at the time our survey was done in January. That's important to point out. But he was still criticizing the media at the time and before that for how they treated him and his wife, Meghan. Um, so Prince Harry in general has been pretty critical of, of the press and outspoken against them and how they've treated him. And that extends obviously back to how he saw the press treating his mother, Princess Diana. So, so in this context, it's perhaps not surprising that celebrities and other UK figures are, are the main source of criticism that people cite in the UK. Um, and this criticism in the UK is, is probably one example of where the criticism is quite fair. Uh, the UK press has done some pretty bad things over the years, and it often happens to celebrities. And when these celebrities push back to protect their privacy and their reputations, I think you can call that criticism pretty fair. Um, the press does need to be held accountable too for their actions. Of course. And um, what role does age play in the sources of news criticism that people are exposed to? So as I said near the start of the podcast, age doesn't seem to play much of a role in the amount of criticism that people say they see. So young and old are quite similar in how much criticism they say they see from various sources. But age does seem to matter a little bit when it comes to where the criticism comes from. So older people are more likely than younger people to report seeing criticism from politicians. And I think this is probably because older people just pay more attention to politics and politicians. So when you're paying more attention to politics and politicians, you're more likely to see the criticism that's being spread by these sources. Uh, and for younger people, they are slightly more likely than older people to report seeing criticism from uh, celebrities. And I guess this is again about attention. Uh, younger people just pay more attention to celebrities and older people. They pay more attention to social media personalities. So they're more likely to see the criticism spread by those sources. In this chapter, you didn't just look at who the criticism of news media is coming from, but where people are seeing it. What were your overall findings? So yeah, beyond the sources of criticism like politicians or celebrities, we also asked people where or how they're seeing criticism. So basically the platforms of criticism. So were people seeing this criticism on social media? in the news media itself, so media reporting on other media, or were they picking it up from discussions with people they know, so offline discussions with people. Um, by far the most common way people say they're exposed to news media criticism is via social media. So half of people report this as the place where they saw news media criticism. Uh, compare that to a third of people who say they saw criticism via other media or a third who hear criticism with discussions with people they know. Um, and again, it's perhaps not surprising that social media is the main source that people report seeing criticism from. It's just because there's so much opportunity for people to come across that critical content from all types of sources, whether they're everyday people on Facebook or politicians on Twitter or celebrities on Instagram. There's just, just much more criticism out there to be seen on social media. So it's not surprising that it's the the main source that's cited. Um, and when it comes to age, again, there's some differences here. So younger people are much more likely than older people to report seeing criticism on social media. Again, that's likely just because they spend a lot more time there. Uh, on the other hand, older people are much more likely to report seeing criticism via the news media. 
uh, and that's news media outlets criticizing other media outlets. So, you know, Fox News criticizing CNN, CNN criticizing Fox News. Um, and that's just likely to be because older people pay more attention to traditional sources than, than younger people do. But yeah, overall, social media is a, is a main source of criticism that people cite. And this is this criticism that people see might be seen as unfair or fair depends on the lens that you're seeing it through and who it's coming from. So overall, in some cases, criticism may be fair and it's, it's ne necessary to push back uh, to make journalists better, to make journalism better. So if, if journalists are misrepresenting people, failing communities, causing harm, then I think overall criticism can be useful. It's just that, like, on the other hand, it can become dangerous, especially when it's sort of angry, vicious criticism being encouraged by politicians and then spread by people on social media. In countries with poor or declining press freedom, uh, that can be a really bad thing for journalist safety overall. Of course. Craig, thank you so much for helping us um, understand the finding of um, this chapter from Nature News Report. Thanks for having me. Our guest today was Dr. Craig Robertson, postdoctoral research fellow at the Institute. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Digital News Report 2023 podcast series. You can catch up on other episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you want to read the report in full, you can find it online at digitalnewsreport.org slash 2023. And if you don't want to miss any news from the Institute, subscribe to our weekly newsletter by clicking the link on our Twitter bio or on our homepage. This was Future of Journalism, a podcast by the Reuters Institute. I'm Federica Carubini, and we'll be back soon.